This is Harry Hulk Football. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Baltimore Ravens. That was a game? That was a game. If you can call it that. We talk about the positives and negatives and who, of course, should be cut. Justin Tryon. And much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 yo what's yo. happening? Man. Well, we got all three of us together here. Greetings, my excellent friend. <laughs> <laughs> we Why got everyone it? in the same studio, but we are low tech today. Why is it when we get together in the same place, we have less uh, toys and things to play with than we do when we're in three different locations? Dude, less is more. It's because we had to break out the mobile podcasting unit. And it only has two mic inputs, so me and Josh have to, like, huddle up. (laughs) (laughs) Huddle up all, like, Monday Night Football style, (laughs) shoulder to shoulder. Yes, and because we're brothers, that's okay. (laughs) Yellow blazer next to yellow blazer when it says wide world Yellow cake next to yellow cake. (laughs) (laughs) Yellow, yellow, yellow. It's the the MPU, the mobile podcasting unit, not to be confused with any other anagrams. So, anyway. dudes, we are broadcasting from uh, Harry Hog Studio East here in Tidewater, Virginia. East. East. As opposed to southeast or west, Cool Mountain. For me, it's kind of north. For you, it's kind of north, northeast. Yeah. 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 I, I would call this, uh, well, I guess if you go by, by the uh, greater D.C. area, you would end up southeast in Tidewater. There you go. So I, I call this Harry Hog Studio Southeast. Kind of like the Redskins and the Bucks play almost every year, and it's the NFC Southeast. At any rate, we're in Redskins country. Yes, sir. Anyway. We're the heart you, of Redskins country. If you guys watched the game last week, and ju- <laughs> judging by your emails, you haven't. <laughs> you'd have seen a debacle, the first one of the season. Yeah, one of uh, hopefully not many. Dudes, it was the first preseason game. Yeah. Are we... Are we really going to call it a debacle? Well, I know that we were we were calling each other and texting each other, except for Aaron, who doesn't have texting because he's stuck in the 90s, and uh, talking about the game all the way around. That's right. And, uh, man, it was, uh, it was pretty... Pi- Aaron, what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, don't put that there. Sick. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. That, that's kind of my bad call brick. I get to throw that because I don't have one. Which, uh, incidentally, if any of you guys remember, in the late 90s, there was a, a company putting out things called bad call bricks, and they were actually foam bricks with the Redskins symbol. You could buy them at the stadium um, all the way up through the late 90s, and I've been trying to find one online for years. Really? I've got one. Aaron's got one somewhere. What I found out is not only does that company not make... Dude, was that timber falling, Josh? <laughs> not only God, does that... <laughs> not only was that uh does that company no longer make the bad call bricks, but they actually quit making them because some kind of you know domestic the officials got mad. No, some kind of violence, you know, we hate violence group thought that selling bad call bricks was was advocating violence in football fans. So they quit making them because this pre- group pressured them to stop making the bad call bricks. Dude, so I'll you find sell you one, mine. Collect- you, I'll sell you mine for $50. Dude, I'll buy it for like five bucks. <laughs> so wait, wait, we were going to talk about the, uh, the debacle. All right, the, the debacle. Um, all right, before we get into all the negatives, like we're prone to do, 
Um, let's talk about the positives. The first team offense, I have to say, when I rewatched the uh, game, because I had listened to it the first time, or well, I guess that's watched the game. Anyway, when I watched the game, I noticed that the offensive <laughs> line was pretty much giving Jason Campbell um, ample time to throw, in my opinion. Most of the time, I agree. Um, I've seen the game, like bits and pieces of the game, about five times, because here in Tidewater, we get Masson and we get Comcast. So I've been getting the Redskins and the Ravens broadcasts. Um, a couple times this past weekend, I've actually gone to Comcast, and I'll be like in the first quarter, and then I'll flip up to Masson and be in the third quarter with the Ravens or uh, announcers. So I've seen over and over every single play, except for the one where Aaron's talking about London Fletcher getting uh, burnt, biting on that. Uh, what play was that? He oh, yeah. bit? It, as a matter of fact, the um, that's the only bad play I really saw with the first team. With the and, defense, yeah. Yeah, with the defense. Um, London Fletcher, um, he bit on a play action and started in like it was a run. And then whoever it was that um, came up the middle and did the little crossing pattern was like wide open, and London Fletcher was chasing him. And, of course, Larry Michael was like, London Fletcher can't cover him. He doesn't have a chance. And it was like, um, well, he did until he got burnt. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about Larry Michael and his fantastic radio broadcasting skills in a little while. Larry. I wish Larry. we could get radio broadcasting in like three tracks so that I could just turn Larry off. That would be fantastic. I used to listen to the games back when it was Sonny, Sam, and Frank. Um, listen to the games. A lot of you guys out there, I think, did that. Listen to the radio broadcast while you were watching TV so you didn't have to hear some dumbass like Brian Baldinger on there all the time. <laughs> But now we can't really do that because of the lag time with cable and satellite dishes and everything. And so you're stuck if you want to do that and listen to Sonny and Sam. You have to listen to Larry. Larry. Who? The voice. The voice. Oh, man. He's the mouthpiece of the Redskins. (laughs) (laughs) The Redskins CMS. That that about sums it up. Oh, but anyway. um, Yeah. What we were talking about. The offense looked pretty good. The offensive line, even though Chad Reinhart was in there for Randy Thomas, the offensive line didn't look half bad. They, for the most part, they gave a lot of time to Jason Campbell, who I think had a lot of energy going on. He overthrew a couple people. Um, for instance, he had a lot of time on one play where he finally he was looking right, looking right, and he turned and fired left. It was about four and a half seconds. I remember timing it actually, and uh, it was he a fired. Watch? No, I just counted in my head like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Oh, okay. So this is unofficial. But it was about four and a half seconds, and he was looking right, looking right, looking right. Uh, I think he was baiting Ed Reed because Ed Reed's, a, uh, you know, uh, he likes to read the quarterback's eyes a lot. And I think he was baiting him, and he was looking right, looking right. Suddenly he turns left and fires towards Marquise Hagens, former quarterback at UVA. Um, and he fires towards him at the sideline and overthrew it, and it just glanced off his fingertips. So, you know, Jason Campbell's just overthrowing people. Was a little not, bit, a little bit too much pepper. No, it, no, it was not a catchable ball, but what did Larry Michael say about oh, yeah. that? If you actually listened to the radio, like you couldn't watch the game, you would have gotten a completely different account than if you watched it, going back and watching it. Larry Michaels was like, he should have pulled that in. And, of course, Sonny and Sam were like, what are you talking about? He overthrew him. <laughs> and there was more than one occasion where Larry Michaels was just, you know, Calling yeah, plays. he was like, that, that was completely a catchable ball. He should have pulled that in. Oh. And we'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. <laughs> there was this one play, <laughs> there's this one play, speaking <laughs> of that, where Larry Michaels, this was like in the third quarter, I think, when Colt Brennan was in, and he was like, 
He was like, um, he was like, uh, I think, well, he got away from him. Uh, okay. Uh, that was almost a sack. And he was, and then Sam or Sonny, I get him confused. He was like, did he make it back to the line of scrimmage? And, um, Sam was like, no, he was two yards shy of the line of scrimmage. And he's like, that is a sack. What are you talking about, Larry? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, I remember that play exactly because uh, Colt Brennan. If if you guys watched the game, you saw that Colt Brennan didn't have a prayer to have to make any passes. Really, I can't believe he had any completions the whole game because the offensive line, the third team, sucks. Cut <laughs> all the way around. They were so bad. Oh man, they were so bad, especially this Devin Clark guy, number sixty-two. <laughs> he was getting burnt everywhere. Who was on the practice squad a lot last year? Um, man, he and Justin Tryon just need to go to a bar and commiserate after that game. That was horrible. But in any event, Cole Brennan dropped back. He had to avoid one rusher who he ducked under and started to run forward towards the line of scrimmage, and someone else brought him down from behind. And he ended up landing two yards short of the line of scrimmage. And that's the play we're talking about. Larry was like. Whoa, I can't believe he didn't get sacked there. <laughs> hey, listen. And Sonny and Sam were like, he did get sacked there. He fell, he was d- brought down two yards before the line of scrimmage. Um, that's a sack. <laughs> and, and the subtext was, and you're, you're a dumbass. And you're a sack. <laughs> and you're a sack, dude. <laughs> I think we're going to hear a lot of that this year because I think they're kind of tired of having to, like, you know, smile and be friendly to him. Oh, no, yeah. no, dudes. And then Larry called Sam out for being bad. From being late getting back from halftime when Dude, he went to get a hot dog. Or Sam something. is always late coming for, back from halftime. He goes and eats and like takes a piss. He does that every halftime, and he's always late. That's how Sam Huff works. And Larry That's was part like, of the beauty Sam? of our team. They're like, do you think Sam's going to make it back? Where's Sam, guys? And and Sonny was basically like, shut up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think even Sonny's sick of him, because Sam has been sick of him for a couple years. You, I mean, you could hear it in the broadcast, so I think Sunday. And, you know, we were going to bring this up later in the broadcast, so let's let's finish up or with Larry Michael. We all know that we can't stand him. He's horrible. He's one of those announcers that thinks he's more important than the game. Moving on. Let's talk about this awesome game. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, hey, just I want to bring this up. Since you brought up Justin Tryon a minute ago, and you're talking about people that should be cut. Um, but we want to remind uh, remind everyone listening that last week on the podcast we reported about Daryl Green putting his reputation, banking his reputation on Justin Tryon. Um, I just want to bring that up, and you guys can comment. Well, Whoops. he's banking his reputation on that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Revoke that jacket, <laughs> dudes. All I have to say is that Justin Tryon looked just as bad as he did every time we saw him on the field last year. He didn't look any better. The only thing he did was like one little good hit, and this was one of the plays of the game where the the Ravens were driving downfield and they had like a third and three, I think it was third and goal. But was that an assist or was it his? Own? Well, it was an assist. That's the thing. He it was like third and goal, and the Redskins called timeout on defense. And then, you know, the Ravens dropped back, Flacco dropped back, and he did a little pass off to his right. And I forget who the receiver was. I think it was Derek Mason, but I'm not sure. But D'Angelo Hall had him covered like the blanket on Linus, man. Like, he just wrapped right around him and knocked that ball down as soon as it got there. So he had no chance to catch it. And Tryon, number 20, had like a nice little shot to the back, like in the kidneys, which might have jarred the ball loose had he caught it. But that would have been one of those where he had already caught it and then the ball was knocked out. So it would have already been a touchdown anyway. That's the only play 
Tryon made the whole game. Oh, yeah. Other than that, he was getting burnt like toast all over the place. And and Larry said, that was a good hit by Tryon. That was a good hit. And there was one where Tryon had a chance to at least make his, his mark on special teams. And he was one of the gunner guys. He was the gunner on the right side. And they kick off. And he's running down the field on the right-hand side. And he's running down. And he beats his guys. And the dude from the Ravens catches the ball a little bit to the, to the left, uh, on his left to the Redskins' right. So Tryon's got the beat on him. He's running down. He's beat his guys. He's going down. He dives at the guy and wraps him up around the waist and slides right down to his ankles and just keeps slipping off his feet. Hold on. <laughs> was that on one of the two kickoffs or one of the eight punts? Um, actually, I guess that was on a... It had to have been on a punt. <laughs> there was only one kickoff because the Redskins started on offense. The oh, yeah, only yeah, yeah. kick of the entire game <laughs> was opening up the second quarter or the second half, and that ball went to the one yard line. Mm-hmm. But but let's go back to talking about the couple of drives where we actually saw some first team players. Because um, really, I mean, because really, that's who we're, that's who, the other guys are trying to make the team, and that's all well and good. And you know, we can scream cut at them all day long, right? But we know who's going to be starting. Well. We know the group of guys that we're looking at as starters, you know, the guys that are returning, the new starters this year. How do we feel about, uh, about, about these guys? I think, the, uh, I think the defense is looking really good. We didn't even have Fat Albert Hainsworth in there at all. Um, I don't know what else to say. I think the defense is going to be stout. I was really impressed with that play by D'Angelo Hall. I thought that was the play of the game for the Redskins, honestly. Um, that showed me a lot on, you know, if you have a bend but don't break defense like the Redskins have had, starting with Greg Williams and going into Greg Blosh, who is, I think, going to have a, a much better chance of bending this defense to his own design mm-hmm. um, this year. I yeah, felt like I, um, I felt like Brian Arakpo. I mean, I think oh, we man. all agree he he's going to be awesome. It's it's pretty obvious that he's he's ready to play in the NFL. He's ready and, to start and right he, now, and he's ready to start now. He you know he's still green from an NFL standpoint. You saw him kind of get fooled on that that one play a little bit, um, but uh, it, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that is uh, is going to let that happen twice. It's like you know he'll he'll learn from that and uh, and not let it happen again. He's a smart guy. I think there was a little screen pass or something where he uh, he kind of bit towards the quarterback and was like, "Oh, whoops!" Right, and peeled back. Exactly. I think all the defensive ends looked good. They got all of them got penetration. Daniels got in there. <laughs> Daniels got pancaked, according to Masson. Yeah, according to Masson, Daniels got pancaked when he slammed that. Dude. No, it was, that was win. Win, win, win. When Ronaldo Win took that uh, Oher guy that some people were thinking we should have drafted as a offensive lineman in the first round. And and fair enough because he's a good talent. And he and uh, Ronaldo Win got into a, a a pushing and shoving match and a sumo match. Yeah, pretty much a sumo match. And Win basically slammed into the turf and he got up and took his helmet off and had a big gash in his forehead. But according to the guys on Masson, he slammed Win down. Uh, either way, it was obvious who lost that battle because of the burgundy running down his head. <laughs> and and just to clarify, in case you're wondering what the heck is Masson, we're talking about the Mid Atlantic Sports Network. Which that, which is the home network of the Ravens. Correct. Right. Correct. And the Orioles and whatnot. We get that here in Tidewater because we have the uh, Orioles AAA baseball team who is awesomely in last place. In any event, um, yeah, the, all the defensive ends looked really good. Even uh, Alex Busby in the third quarter, I believe it was, had a great play where he was rushing in. Let me see. 
He got held. I'm looking at all my notes. He got held, got released from the hold, and it wasn't called, turned around, and in back pursuit. It might have been a screen. I'm not sure. It was a screen or a little like 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 pitch or something. Turned around in back pursuit on a third down, still got to the guy from behind, tackled him, and brought him down two or three yards short of the first down, forcing the Ravens to punt. I was very, very impressed. And if you guys remember last year, number 90, Alex Busby, uh, defensive end out of Georgetown, of all places. Um, they have a football team? They do now. Injured. Was injured first... on the first day along with Philip Daniels. That's yeah. right. Both were out for the season. I believe, I believe Busby blew out his Achilles. If I'm not mistaken, but yeah, he showed he showed some good promise there. You know, we've been talking about how Win and Daniels are both old and and at the end of, the, of their careers, and they know that too. But between Arakpo and Busby and our supplemental draft pick, because he took supplements, Jeremy Jarman, he had some good plays. In he there too. he was a man amongst boys on the third team. He Jeremy Jarman, who was wearing number seventy six. Um, <laughs> it was, it really was. It was like watching a man amongst boys. This guy was out there. He was pressuring, <laughs> not in the South Park sense, Aaron. He was pressuring the quarterback or going after the play every time. And he did it so many times. He brought pressure so many times in a row that they started running in the opposite direction from him on third team. Baltimore started going away from him because they knew he was going to make a play or force the play in a different direction every time. Do you, he, think, do you think he will make the roster? I think he will yes. make the playing roster. He's definitely not going to be like a, uh, a, a practice squad kind of guy. He's going to make the playing roster, and he's going to see significant playing time by the end of the season. This guy was well worth the Redskins burning their first-ever supplemental draft pick. Dude, for sure. I, I think... My point was with all these bringing up the whole defensive end thing and how well they all played is that we didn't have Hainsworth in there. Imagine what he is in there. Yeah, that's true. We did not have Albert Hainsworth in the game. <laughs> that is very true. Once we have Fat Albert, who is going to play against um, the Steelers? Hey, 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 hey. Dude, dude, why you got to shoot me with that rubber band? Seriously, Portis See, this, is going to be in there too. This is why we don't we don't usually broadcast from the real studio or the same studio together. I heard from Kelly Johnson that um, Portis will be playing Josh's too. girlfriend, and he might he'll possibly play a whole quarter. But she said, "Don't hold your breath, dude." He's so not even going to play. She said he was. <laughs> she said she said Hainsworth's going to play and Portis is going to play. Right? That's what that's what she said. She said that Zorn said. <laughs> <laughs> she said that he said. We're saying and that oh my she God. said that Zorn said. And you can say that you said, that we said, that she said, that he said. <laughs> <laughs> KJ. Good old KJ. So anyway, the defense looked really, really good. They, they you know, knock off a little bit of rust, get out there. They're going to have, dude, don't put that back after you put your fingers all over it. What are you doing? Sick. Ew. Moving Sorry, on. Aaron. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Long story short, Aaron has a tissue in his hand and he's put it somewhere else. Ew! Stop! All right, back on task. Offense. First team offense. We talked about, well, let's move on from the offensive line, which looked pretty decent without Randy Thomas, who can play, but is he's he's an old man and he had a couple off-season surgeries. Um, All right, we did, yeah, so we had Chad Reinhardt in there and I thought he did fine. He did, he did well enough. Um, for his first game there. Um, but we saw him later in the game on second and third teams at 
at a tackle, and he he cannot play tackle. We saw this last year. He has not improved at tackle. He is definitely a guard. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, in any event, moving on for that, let's look at the receivers. We did not have Santana Moss in. We had Malcolm Kelly, who made a nice grab. He had a great grab in motion, in traffic, going across the middle. Um, the ball was thrown above. It was up. It wasn't behind, but it was up. And, I mean, he's a tall guy. He's like Randy Moss tall. And his arms just went straight up, snagged the ball out of air, in stride. He didn't slow down and pulled it in for a first down. Very impressive athletic play. Um, and I think that's the kind of plays we're going to see from Malcolm Kelly. Give him the ball. Don't give him time to think. Just give him time to react. And I think he's going to be able to make some great plays if his knee holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Now some of the bad things. Fred Davis. Oh, man. Two so, fumbles, even though John said the second one was not a fumble. The second one was questionable. Chris Cooley, didn't he have a nice grab? He had a couple nice catches. Cooley and they had both of those dudes in a couple times. It looks like they're going to be using two tight end sets quite a bit. How's Cooley health-wise, though? Didn't he get, uh, wasn't he injured this week? He got a little nicked up. He sat out practice today, which is uh, Wednesday the, what is today, 19th? Yeah. Yeah, he sat out today. Um, Philip Daniels also sat out today. He had to have his knee drained. Shocker. Um, Mike Williams was out today. Mike Williams was He's out with an ankle sprain. What's That's his ha- second injury. What's going to happen with Mike Williams? Is he going to make the roster? Cut. He he might get cut. I don't know. Do you think? Dude, he's already know. had like three injuries in like a week. Two. And he doesn't do look you, that great. Do you think that's because all he's eating is salad? <laughs> I I fully think that that's all. Give the guy a burger and see how he performs. Salad, you know, dude, give him a burger right before game time. Let him go, <laughs> dudes. As a meditarian, I do not believe in the senseless killing of vegetables and plants for human consumption. As long as the meat is served plain. Yeah, exactly. As a meditarian, I believe Mike Williams needs to eat more burgers. That will help him, and I think he needs to eat more burgers. And I think he needs to switch the defensive line and back up Haynesworth. We'll see. We we will see. Next issue. The kicking battle. There was none. There was one kicking battle. (laughs) There was one kick, and that was it. I think that Sweezum is losing the battle at this point, judging by the first game. (laughs) He didn't make any field goals. He didn't make any extra points. (laughs) He didn't kick one into the end zone. Cut! 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 Cut Sweezum. Cut. Bring in Favre. <laughs> and in other news, the Redskins signed Michael Vick and Brent Favre. <laughs> Just kidding, for Which, those of you guys who don't. Yeah, both of those breathe. guys signed this week. Yeah. But not with the Redskins. That's right. The blessing. Yep. Michael Vick, of course, with the Eagles and Brett Favre did actually sign a contract today, right? With the Vikings or yesterday? Or it was yesterday or today. Um, right. And he signed, he like signed the contract and put on the jersey and got on the field. Well, the turf. Sense of dying. You know what? If I was a Vikings fan, I'd be like, <laughs> ben get him out of here. We don't want him. <laughs> Dude, the Vikings have got to be. Have. The, fi- the bright they Vikings did. fans have to be ecstatic because they got their rivals quarterback. If he does anything good, that, that would be like getting the best cowboy ever and having him come to Washington and whoop the Cowboys butts. Yeah, but dude, what was it? But if he sucks. Yeah, but I saw that the Vikings fans, they had to like have an armored car, like get him in and out of camp. Let me just pose this question. Let me, (laughs) let me pose this question. If Troy Eggman decided he wanted to come out of retirement and Dan Snyder signed him, how would you feel? I would no longer be a Redskins fan. (laughs) Um, I, I think. Sensitive take. (laughs) 
I think if it, we're gonna, going, Aaron is going to touch on a few more positives here. <laughs> I am. Let me see that list. All right, let me step up to the mic here that All I right. have to share with John. Here you go. Here you go. All right, here's some positives. Uh, Brian, Are- oh, we already covered that. Oh, number fifteen, Todd Collins. <laughs> Solid, Timmy Quick. What? Timing is quick. Oh, the dude. timing is quick. Yeah, yeah. Give me that. Stand. Never mind. I'm, I'm gonna have to touch on these positives. Yeah, I, can read it. I can't right. read John's All right. writing. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about stuff and and you guys you guys pontificate. Solid. Um, Todd Collins. What do you think? Todd Collins. What's Timmy? <laughs> um, I thought he's Timmy. I think he should be cut. Timmy. I disagree. I think Todd Collins is a solid number two and did, and did absolutely <laughs> nothing. And it's always good to have a solid <laughs> number two. It's always good to be a solid Dude, number give two. Him, give him some Metamucil and give him off the team. I was very impressed with Todd Collins. I think he's a wonderful clipboard Working holder. with the first... <laughs> I think that Todd Collins did a great job working with the second team offense. I thought that his timing was great working with the first new offense that he's worked with in over 10 years. And I think he absolutely positively solidified the backup quarterback job. No, because you and saw that's no uh, fair, dude. Because you saw the other dudes with like the third and fourth stream scrubs. I think let no, them play with the second team first. I think yeah, we're, we they, might see that. We need to see Brennan play with second team. We I think we might see, what he see can that. Do there, you know, we can't we can't just make a decision based on Todd Collins playing with the second team and seeing the third string quarterback supposedly fighting for the second team job playing with the third team. <laughs> yeah. Also, what? because Colt Brennan, <laughs> dude, Colt Brennan and the other dude Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel um, didn't get it. Doesn't have a chance. Well, here's in hell. my but yeah, but here's my point. Dude. How much are we paying Todd Collins where we could use that money to if we developed one of these younger dudes? I right, think but, anyone that thinks that Todd Collins should be cut is making a big mistake. Well, I'm thinking he should be cut. I no, no, I used to think that he should be cut. I used to think that. I was so impressed with how he played in his first game with a new offense, the first one he's had since like college because he's been with what's his face that used to be the offensive coordinator for so long. Al Saunders, thank you. I, he was now with the Ravens. Yeah, he was now with the Ravens. He was now staring across going, okay, they're going to run this. They're going to yeah. do this. I, I think Todd Collins did nothing but solidify his job. Yeah, where's that um, He's got a whole heck of a lot of good things going with him. And if if Jason Campbell were to go down right now. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> if Jason Campbell were to go down, you Campbell think Todd Collins to would step down in? down right now, I would much rather have Todd Collins step in instead of Colt Brennan. I'm not saying Colt Brennan is bad. I'm not saying he sucks. I'm not saying anything bad about him. I'm saying he's in his second year, and he's never, ever, ever come close to starting a professional football game. I think he needs more seasoning. I think he needs more stubs. Yes. And should he deny he or seasoning. confirm that he is taking leftovers from Tony Romo? Should he deny or confirm that he's taking leftovers from Tony Romo? Ew, sick, dude. Oh, yeah, I saw this about that. He said that his life coach, Chris Cooley, said he should not deny or confirm it. That's right. Um, And and Casey Raybach actually came out and said the rumors about Colt Brennan were incorrect, that it was actually Chad Reinhardt (laughs) that is dating Jessica Simpson. So if you have any confusion about that, it is Chad Chad Reinhardt, according to uh, Casey Chaotic Funk. Raybach, it is Chad Reinhardt who is dating Jessica Simpson. And Tony Romo is now the president of Mambla. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time to take a break. <laughs> You're listening to, 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 Harry, 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 Kong, 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 Kong. 
football. Please hang up and try again. Hey guys, it's Tom calling with the uh, answer to last week's question and a new question for this week. Uh, we're going to try and pretend that 23 nothing game didn't happen because it doesn't count. Alright, so here we go. Uh, the question from last week was, what is the Redskins all-time record in the Hall of Fame game? It has to stack up against other teams in the NFL. It's all but the Ravens have played in a how does it, how they match up? Well, uh, the answer was the Redskins are 5-0 and in the Hall of Fame game, and they have the best record in the NFL. The Bears are 4-0. Um, there are other teams that are undefeated, but no one's played as many times as us and been undefeated. So we got that going for us. Uh, congratulations to James in Washington, D.C. for the, the right answer. And uh, hopefully uh, there are a lot of people who have the right answer, so hopefully you can all participate next week as well. And the question for this week is, let's go back to uh, 1980. What is the record, what is the Redskins record against defending Super Bowl champions the following year? I read we're playing the, the Steelers this week, and it's technically preseason. But I want regular season record. I mean regular season, not playoffs, not preseason. The regular season record against the defending Super Bowl champions uh, since 1980. Um, Okay, well, good luck getting your answers. I uh, hope we play well against the Steelers this week. And I'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Have the rest. All right, dudes, we're back. Today's episode of Harry Hog Football is sponsored by Cialis. Today's episode of Harry Hog Football. Find two bathtubs and a field, you. and you're good to go. Today's episode of Harry Hog Football is brought to you by Bob- Bobby McFerrin. Everything is acoustic. And. <laughs> CMS Pharmacy. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Be happy. If you've ever seen Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo Bay, think about the initials CMS. And when you do, think of Aaron. I know, dude. Listen. See, this This sound is actually our true sponsor. Utz Baked Cheese Puffs. <laughs> nope, Cheese Curls. Uh, Every time you hear that sound during this podcast, it means one of us is eating a cheese <laughs> All right, what do we have in the second half here? How about Tom's trivia? Can we go into that? No, we got to talk about the next game, dudes. Oh, right on. The Redskins actually do have another preseason game coming up that doesn't count that people are freaking out about. That is this Saturday night, correct? This Saturday? This will be this Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. is game time. Uh, Pre-game starts on Comcast at 6.30 p.m. Or NBC Channel 4, if you're in the greater D.C. area. Otherwise, check your local listings. If you're here in Tidewater, Virginia, it will be on Channel 3. And if you're really lucky, you might be uh, near where they have their uh, weekly preseason Redskins party that they broadcast from, whether it's a bar or someone's house. Check your local listings. And if you're anywhere else in the world, you can always go online to ESPN980.com and pick it up there, especially for those Redskins fans who are overseas, fighting in the military, um... You know, serving our country, those uh, outpost Redskins fans way up somewhere in um, Alaska or British Columbia somewhere. Or she shit shit. <laughs> she shit shit Labrador. Greenland, Labrador. If you ever been to Labrador, she shit shit. Or those of you who specifically love listening to Larry Michael, the voice. <laughs> the mouthpiece of the, the voice Redskins. of the Washington Redskins. <laughs> mm. Hello, this is Larry Michael. 
<laughs> what else we have on this itinerary, dude? Uh, well, we're talking. Well, we just talked about the next game. Of course, the Redskins will be playing the uh, defending Super Bowl champions, the Steelers. Antoine Randall-L's uh, former team. Um, I wonder how he feels about. Was it worth the five million dollars a year to not get a second ring? I don't know. I don't know. I think he's happy. It in wasn't Washington. from our end. I think he's happy in Washington. I think that we're not going to see him returning, uh, returning kicks or punts or whatever it is he was returning last year. You know, that's something I'm really looking forward to seeing on Saturday. I want to see who they're going to try out there. Who's going to be I returning thought, kicks and punts? Yeah. I thought that that Dorsey dude had one pretty good run back. The first one. Yeah. He actually had a chance to run it back, and he came back like what twenty-ish yards or so. And after that, he didn't have a chance. It was either fair catches or where the Ravens guys were like all on top of him. Oh, now, yeah. now um, KJ did uh, interview who's uh, that Kelly Johnson. Oh yeah, um, did in, yeah did interview um, Antoine Randall on Monday. Yep, and they did have a conversation about uh, him returning kicks, yellow kicks, and how they're trying out some new people, some new people, <laughs> trying out some new some new folks. <laughs> and Antoine Randall said, "You know, it's football man with his big old smile on his face," <laughs> and uh, he was actually wearing. Uh, uh, Kelly Johnson's uh, sunglasses during this interview, which were very, very girly. He was flirting with her. He was, uh, he was with that big smiling face. You know, I'm returning those kicks like y'all, like y'all want me to. Um, cheesy goodness. But but no, they, they you know he had this. She had this conversation with him, and he's like, I would love to still be returning these kicks. You know, uh, we'll see how it goes. But he says he's fighting for it. He's fighting for the job. We'll see what happens. Um, well, you need to fight harder. Hold on, I have cheese poop in my mouth. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, who was the dude on the Redskins that um, called for a fair catch at the seven-yard line? Was that Hagens? <laughs> it was either Hagens or Dorsey. I can't remember. Yeah, well, that sucked. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, for that Thank tidbit. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, we didn't bring up this. I'm sure it's been all over the internet by, by now, but apparently Bettis... Is wearing is a return from retirement from the Steelers. The is bus, wearing number the bus is back. 46. And he's, he's in D.C. Apparently, if you play for a, I, I'm looking forward to the Washington Capitals and the Washington Wizards this fall because I want to see who has a messed up jersey with the wrong thing because we all know about the Natinals that played earlier this year. <laughs> Apparently, Liddell Bettis plays for the Washington Redskins. <laughs> Um, apparently the guys who make the jerseys are in preseason as well. So are we going to see, uh, I don't know, a Vetch can playing for the hockey team, or are we going to see, you know, I don't know, Arene Ass or something playing, <laughs> you know, Agent Zero with an extra ass at the end of his name? Come on, what's going on with that? DC unit. Flincher. Flincher. <laughs> Dude, I got to bring that up. Fincher the Clincher is a favorite here at Harry Hog Football. If you guys don't know who that is, that's Alfred Fincher who – Played in the Hall of Fame game for the Redskins last year was like, he was like the last guy to make the roster as a linebacker. He was out of control in that game. I mean, he was yelling and screaming and, and you know, would make a tackle and run around like he just saved the world. And he made some really good plays in that Hall of Fame game, the first preseason game out of five. And he made the roster kind of as, as, as a real big long shot. And, you know, he, he, he played a little bit, did some special teams and everything. Nothing super spectacular. He was in this past game, and he... I thought he was good on special teams. I thought he played well. In the last game or last year? Last year. Last year, yeah. yeah I yeah. think he was pretty solid. But he proved, at least against starters, that he cannot cover a linebacker to save his damn life. 
And granted, he was in against L.J. Smith, who was on the Eagles last year, starting linebacker, or, uh, starting tight end for the Eagles. Dude cannot cover tight ends. He was so slow. He got burnt so many times, Aaron. That's what you were talking about with Larry Michael when he was covering, uh, Fincher was covering L.J. Smith, and L.J. Smith just did like a one step to one side and just burned him on a straight, straight, straight burn, straight down the field, mm-hmm. and caught a huge pass for about 30 yards or so. And I mean, Fincher got beat and couldn't catch up to him, and it got he didn't get any help either. But man, he kept getting burnt by linebacker, yeah, by a tight ends for the rest of the half. And he he had a really bad game. I know we already talked about Tryon making absolutely no good plays the whole game and getting burnt over and over and over again. Fincher had a pretty bad game as well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway, dudes. What do you guys look forward to in Saturday's game? What do you want to see? What is your eye going to be looking for? I think I think the most obvious one is Albert Hainsworth mm-hmm. starting oh, yeah. and not getting injured and not getting injured. I want to see some some Hainsworth Carter. Uh, I want to see sandwich. some sacks. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> true. I want to see some Hainsworth Carter Arakpo. You know, sacks. some I see sacks. The sacks start piling up. <laughs> I want to see lots and lots of sacks on Saturday I, night. I want to see some injurious hitting by the Redskins defense because they're going up against the Steelers, Super Bowl champions, one of the best defenses in football, a team that basically handed our offense their ass last year during the season. They destroyed Jason Campbell in mm-hmm. that game. That was the turning point of the season, I thought. Uh, you, dude, I you're damn right that was. That was the game. Yeah, woo! Way to celebrate, Aaron. Yeah, it would, be, it would be good to see some sexual content. It would be very good to the see game. the yeah, offense. I want to see Colin get pounded by the Redskins defense. <laughs> you want to see Arakpo pound Colin. <laughs> um, Guys, please. Seriously. Please. Um, I want to see Malcolm Kelly and Devin Thomas make some plays. I want to see Fred Davis hold on to the ball. I want to see Marco Mitchell get in a fight with someone that's not D'Angelo Hall. I want to see the offense score at least one point. Let me ask this, guys. Probably seven. I know we're gonna six. see we're gonna see Clinton Portis supposedly a little allegedly. bit. Allegedly, we'll see. Allegedly, he Two might carries. play one play. We'll Two see. Carries. We'll see what happens. One chip. Do you, what, what do you guys think about Marcus Mason? Do you think we'll see some more of him? We're do you gonna think see we'll see more. Do you think we'll see more Rock Cartwright this week? Do you think we'll see more bets? What do you? I think we'll see some more bets. Incidentally, bringing up the chip block, bets had a great play, a chip block where on Jason Campbell fell back. And Liddell Betts was on his right-hand side, and he ran across straight to his left and did a chip block on one play and picked up the uh, picked up the blitz. And Jason Campbell... That coolie missed his dude That coolie missed his guy on the same play. And Campbell, seeing the blitz get picked up by Betts, thought, or Betis, depending on what he <laughs> believed on his jersey. And uh, Campbell, at that point, seeing the blitz get picked up, he thought that he was free to go. But by the time he realized he wasn't free again, the guy that beat Cooley sacked him. That was probably the worst play by the offensive line. Because you got to include those tight ends in there. What about Mike Sellers? Do you think we're going to actually see him carry a ball? Or do you think we'll just continue to see him sent out for the, the, the little short yardage pass? Word is, in camp that Mike Sellers is going to see the ball and see a lot more plays this season, and I hope we don't Good. see any of it in preseason. Yeah, how about on, like, third and short? It was let killing me, me watching the Hall of Fame game when I don't know if it was Buffalo or Tennessee that ran that trick play with the punter. 
what are you doing in preseason running a trick play like that? You say you say, save what, it up, it Tennessee. Save, save it, it up. I don't want to see anything like that well, in dude, preseason. No save it. What I'm asking is, no one would is, run that in the real season. Though. What I'm asking is my my question. I would. Do you think we'll see him carrying the ball, or do you think we'll see him continue to be passed to? It seemed like last year he was throwing the ball quite a bit, but he was not carrying the ball. I think we're going to see a lot more passing. With Mike Sellers, I think we're going to see Mike Sellers making blocks and working more like tight ends and then breaking free, you know, like a little chip block type of thing on the line, like a tight end, and then breaking free and, and catching a pass in the flat or like six or seven yards downfield. I think we're going to see a lot of that. Um, but I don't want to see any of it preseason, maybe one. I don't want to see anything. anything. Um, Who, who's the guy we have that, that uh, we picked up was a quarterback at UVA? Marquise Hagans. Hagans. Do you see any trickery going on there? Do you see any sort of uh, direct he, snap? To he's like Antoine Randall L. Yeah, yeah. I I don't see him even making the team. No, to be honest with you, because I think someone like DJ Hackett has probably got an upper hand, especially with his Seattle connection with Zorn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see Marquise Hagen making the practice squad. I see Marcus Marco Mitchell, the seventh round pick out of uh, Nevada. I see him, the Wolfpack in Nevada. Not you NC love State. that dude. I, think, I know you're always like the Wolfpack in Nevada, not NC even State. Even though I was so pissed Marcus. that he he's my guy <laughs> Yo, out Marco, of what's up, Marco? Dude, he is my guy that I think is going to make the team and eventually make a contribution on the Redskins. I don't know about this season, but he is the guy that I that I think is going to be the late round pick that's going to make a mark eventually with this team. We'll check back in about episode 230, and we'll uh, we'll see if he's there. We'll see what Marco's got going on i'm not saying he's going to do anything special this year i think he's going to be on the practice squad the entire year this year but i think he's someone who could do something in the future he's 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 the guy like last year i was high on chad reinhardt and that didn't pan out so well so far but i think marco mitchell's one of those guys he's a project it did for he's the kind of player that the redskins need to take the time and develop that the Ravens have so many of, we saw, because our second team sucked compared to their second team, our third team sucked compared to their third team. We don't have a foundation of players we brought up in the draft in the later rounds that we've built up as special teams players, as guys that can back up the major players when they get injured. We don't have that foundation. The Redskins are just finally starting to build that after 10 years of, of idiocy from Dan Snyder. Well, and that's a good thing to talk about, too, because it's like, you know, if, if someone didn't, did not show any sort of immediate promise, you know, if you know if they showed a glimpse of something, it was like, cut! cut! We're not, we're not going to take time to develop you. We want somebody now. And it was very much that whole instant uh, gratification mentality. And, and now, hopefully, we're starting to see some of these players that will be able to see the Redskins develop to become the next wave of great players for the Washington Redskins. Yeah, yeah. Got to develop those young guys as special teamers and people to back up your main stars. You're going to spend that money because, you know, you have a huge, huge drop-off between the first and second team on this team right now. Mm-hmm. That being said, Justin Tryon still sucks. He needs to be cut. He's cut. horrible. I don't know. Daryl Daryl oh, yeah. Green put his... Uh, Put his reputation on. Kevin Barnes also didn't show me anything. Kevin Barnes bit so bad on that pump fake. Who's Kevin Barnes? He's a third round pick out of Maryland, the guy that made that guy from Cal Puke. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah number 25. Guy. Yeah, he did not have a great. He got better as the game went on, but his first two, I think it was his first play and his third play. The first play, he got burnt, and the third play, he bit on that pump fake and gave up a touchdown. Um, 
I think Reed Dowdy was the safety on that. He didn't get over on time, but I don't think that was his fault. I think that was Kevin Barnes. How's Reed Dowdy going to do? Are we going to see more? Reed Dowdy, I think, is going to be a strong, strong backup that we're really lucky to have. A late-round draft pick, a smart, smart guy. He's not going to out-athleticize anybody, if that's a word. But he is going to be a strong backup, someone who can step in and not make any stupid mistakes. And I think he's going to be one of the new leaders on the special teams. How's his illness, his hearing, and, and all of that? that sort I haven't of stuff? heard anything new about that. I haven't um, either. I hear everything stabilized. Apparently, his child is, is healthy and that's n- good. not anything. We haven't heard anything bad about that. So that's good. Yeah. So. Did Fred Smoot play? Uh, this, is yes. where the, this is where the crickets go in. Yeah. Crick, crick, crick. Yes, chirp, he chirp, did. Chirp. Um, did Carlos Rogers? Carlos Rogers did not dress. Randy Thomas did not dress. Clinton Portis did not dress. Santana Moss did not dress. We didn't saw. Carlos Rogers was a left pinky hang now this time. What's No Hands Rogers' problem? Dudes, I saw No Hands Rogers on Comcast yesterday, and check this out. Uh, No, it was on Monday. He was running. They showed a clip of him. He ran in front of a guy and turned, and the ball hit him in the hands and the stomach and dropped to the ground. But... Shocker there, but you know what he did right away? He did a major league move. He did it every time that ball hits the turf, you give me 20 push-ups. He immediately dropped to the ground and started doing push-ups. And I think the defense has got this thing going on where they're punishing themselves for making stupid non-plays or misplays, if you want to give it a political-type sound to it. Or the um, coaches are like, dude. For messing up. Dude, every time you drop the ball, you got to give me 20. I, th- I think maybe the guy from Major League was standing back there. The manager, he's like, every yeah, time you drop a ball, ball, what is this old label? <laughs> every time you drop the ball, you give me 20 push-ups. I mean, he the ball bounced out, and before it even hit the turf, he was already going down to the ground and started doing push-ups. So I like seeing that. I like the fact that they're doing that kind of thing, and I think that will help us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> what else we got? Aaron is channeling his. He ain't lying. I'm channeling my barbershop from uh, Coming to America. Yeah, truly. He if ain't lying. It, at, at the very bottom of the pecking order, the guys who are the uh, last to make it, first cuts list, um, number 41. Cut. No. Dude. Seriously, you're just Sorry. jumping on that. You just want to run out. Kareem Moore, who I think was a fifth-round pick last year, who was a safety, who was someone that everyone thought was going to be a, be maybe a starter ahead of, of the Predator, um, who is... sent us an email this week? The Predator, who sent us an email, who is Josh? Who is that? The Predator? The Predator, predator is uh, Chris, Horton, Chris Horton. People are calling the Predator. If you've ever seen Predator movies, you see they have dreadlocks. Chris Horton. By the way, Chris Horton or Chris Horton's management people that sent us that email. What do you want? If you're listening. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys really no, want? No, no, no. Understand what they no, but if you're, if you're listening, we think it's great that you have a blog, but I'll tell you what. You want to get some action there, uh, come on and do a, uh, do a guest appearance. We'd love to have Chris Horton on the show to talk to him. Um, you know. Sure thing. About the Predator. Sure thing. Yeah, one last note here. Number 41, Kareem Moore. Um, dude brought it the whole game. He came in on the second team. He brought it the whole game. 
You guys saw him his first his first play in. He made a big hit. The second play in, he tried to make a big hit and like almost knocked himself out. He got up and was all wobbly, and guys were helping him off the field. And he was just like, "No, no, I don't need to go off." He's like waving his hands, like, "Whoa, I don't need to go off." But he's like all wobbly back and forth, like like barely walking. He played the whole game. He brought it the whole game. He was one of those guys who would come in on a blitz. The play would go on the other direction. He would turn around, back pursuit, and be in on the tackle consistently. Second team, third team, the entire game. I think Kareem Moore is going to be someone, another one of these guys who is going to build as a backup and a someone of the future. Someone who's going to participate on special teams, contribute, be a solid backup, and someone who could be a starter in the future. This guy's got he's he's got some potential. Dude never let up, even when everyone around him sucked. Except for Jeremy Jarman. Keep an eye on number 41, Kareem Moore, number 76, Jeremy Jarman. Mm-hmm. Those are some guys that are going to make some waves, I think, once we get into special and thir- or special into second and third teams this weekend. What about um, that Robert Hinson dude? What would you think about his play? Hinson. Eh. eh. He, he made so some bad Crickets. play. He did okay. He's not Crickets. cut yet. He's not cut yet. He's not cut yet. Cody Glenn, all those guys. Cut. Hmm. Larry Michaels probably thinks they're awesome. He thinks all of them are awesome. Hmm. I think that about wraps it that up. That pretty that pretty much covers everything. I think you know it was, it was obviously a uh, first preseason game. You know yeah. everything. You know I know it's cliche to say this, but it was first preseason game. It's it was to be expected. Um, of course, you know the uh, the Ravens could have said, "Well, we were playing our uh, second, third, and fourth string too." You know. But I mean, a preseason game is what it is. We're looking, you're, we're looking at players, and we're seeing what they can and cannot do. Yeah. Um. You know, we really weren't looking at starters a lot in this game. Yeah. Greg Blosh came out after the game, and he said that he had Justin Tryon and Kevin Barnes, the third round pick out of Maryland this year. He had both those guys. He was like, I stuck them out on an island by themselves on purpose. I wanted to see how they did man to man. Right. And they both sucked. Right. <laughs> so he, that answered that question. Yeah. He also said, who are we going to cut tomorrow? And he didn't cut anyone. Yeah, that was his thing before the game. The quote from on Comcast was, "Who who's getting cut tomorrow? But, and nobody uh, was cut, right? Nobody was cut. But the cuts, there's no cuts this week, really. <laughs> I think cut, the first round of cuts might be next week. I think they should. Make the an game. example. Make them play harder. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, think they yeah. should have cut Sean Sweezum just for not doing anything. <laughs> 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 you didn't do jack for us, dude. You're cut! And try on. I still think they should have docked Albert Haynesworth a few million dollars for missing the game, but that's just me. Yeah. We'll see what happens (laughs) with him in there. We'll see if we have some Clinton Portis in, um, who has been apparently uh, asking for some punt return duty as well. Clinton Portis has been asking for it. Really? Yep. Interesting. Allegedly. He was on Comcast saying that. No, I'm afraid he'd get hurt, dude. He would just think he could plow through people. He'd like put his shoulder and plow. He just wants to play. I know, but you know, he'd get hurt. Yep. It's like it's like when he when he put his shoulder down and made that block last year or whatever it was. It was a tackle two years ago. Two years two years ago, it was a know? tackle. He was tackling the guy like damn Macho Man Randy Macho Man Savage with this clothesline <laughs> hooked to the right, and that's what got his shoulder separated. And I think if, if he was returning the ball, he would do the same thing. He would just run out of the field and be like, Raw! and like put his shoulder down and like try to plow through somebody. And next thing you know, he's out for six weeks with a shoulder dis- dislocation. I don't even want to see. Clint and Portis play this weekend. I don't want him to come until the third game, play a little bit. I want him to come in the fourth game, play a little bit more, like three series, and be all done with it. 
Hey, I just want to bring something up really quickly. We're talking about, uh, you know, everybody's been talking about second, cha- second chances with the Michael Vick thing. Um, and obviously we saw that Michael Vick was signed with the uh, Dude, you're just as bad as Larry Michael answering two emails during the Redskins, like, 10-minute email thing on e- Redskins on the Redskins uh, Nation thing. It was like there were two emails about Michael Vick that had nothing to do with the Redskins. This has, this has Michael Vick. Who cares? This has nothing to do with Michael Vick. What I'm segueing into is... The second chances thing, you know, there's somebody else out there um, on the receiving end of the ball who uh, a lot of people are saying we get, a, you know, deserves a second chance possibly. Um, who am I talking about? I don't know. You're you're looking at me like knowingly, and I'm like, I don't, I don't. You know, know. Who, who's the guy that? Who's the other guy that's been in trouble and he's out there? I don't know a cowboy. <laughs> well, no. Well, let's put let's put it this way. What 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 about Plaxico Burris? Cut. Jail. Gun in New York City, three years jail, mandatory. You think it's going to definitely happen? I think he's going to jail, absolutely. The New York prosecutor from New York City, where the lines don't necessarily mean anything, according to the judge, if you park in a no-parking zone (laughs) kind of thing. You speak like you've been there, John. I have no idea what that means. The lines don't necessarily mean anything. Um, (laughs) The New York City prosecutor said he's going to jail. Okay. That's, uh, and I fully believe that and think he deserves it for playing, being an playing, idiot. Playing devil's advocate because of his size and who he is you know, as a, as a player, could you see him in Washington? Would you, would Dan Snyder make a jump for Plaxico Burris? Damn right he would, but the only he's, the, he's probably about the only person who thinks he should. Or people out there who are thinking, oh yeah, Plaxico Redskins should sign him, and yet they can't vote on November 5th because they're felons, just like him. <laughs> That's all. Just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, I, I don't think Plexico, Plexico Burris will not play in the NFL this year. Do you think he will play in the NFL again? Maybe. He might after he gets out of jail. Tiki Barber. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a good good point, though. Yeah, yeah. And you know what else I think? Because people would give him a shot. Well, let me. I just the only reason I bring it up is because we've talked about. I know Aaron's trying to get a word in here, but what we what we've talked about is the the possibility of bringing in that big receiver who's an established receiver. Someone with the size of like a Terrell Owens or Malcolm someone like Kelly that. Kelly could be that guy. And could speaking be. of that, I heard a thing today. Somebody was like, I know, I know, I like Jason Campbell, but what if we, because of Kyle Orton or playing so badly, if he has a second bad preseason game, would the Redskins be able to trade or would they trade Jason Campbell for Brandon Marshall? And is that a trade that would happen with maybe draft picks thrown in there in some kind of fashion? Have Todd Collins start and Colt Brennan be the backup? No. And then Aaron Allen would be the third quarterback? No. I, you know, <laughs> I thought that was a really interesting idea. I think if Jason Campbell's having another bad year before we look solely at Jason Campbell, we need to look at the, the line in front of him and make sure they're doing their jobs. Absolutely. That's all i got to say. But you guys know that we're all three proponents of Jason Campbell. Anyway, it's time to wrap it up. Aaron's giving us the wrap-it-up symbol. I think that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Harry Hog Football. Look forward to the preseason game versus the Steelers, and hopefully we can get some points on the board. Let's like thank our sponsors, Cialis, Uts Chips, and uh, who else was it? Franklin, who you keep hearing rattling his collar in the background. And CMS Pharmacy. <laughs> the, the S stands for sandwich. There Figure it, it out there, from there. There you go. Uh, so that's about it. I guess uh, we'll see you guys uh, after the second preseason game. We'll talk to you and uh, review that game next week. Yes, sir. And um, until then, 
We'll let Aaron shout it out. <laughs> and if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. Joko! Peace.